Welcome to The Clinical Entrepreneur, a business podcast that's dedicated to healthcare practitioners just like you who are hustling every day to build a business and a life you're proud of. Join me, Rhonda Nelson, as I share my own experiences and extract actionable advice from industry experts about what it takes to build and scale a profitable wellness practice. Well, hey, friends, welcome back to The Clinical Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Rhonda. I'm so glad to be back with you. Today, we're going to talk about a subject that might make you a little wiggly. We're going to talk about business finance. And I think it's one of the biggest things that I see in the practitioners that I work with that is always out of whack. So I thought we would just unwhack it today and let's just get right down to it, how we're going to get this all fixed up. Are you ready? All right. So I think when you open a business that the thing that we need to look at the most, but we're all underqualified and undereducated to look at is our business finances. We often don't have a clue what we're even looking at. We don't know how to read a financial statement. We weren't taught in school. No one, you know, we didn't go to business school. We went to clinical school, right? So it's only a map. It's just common sense. We don't necessarily know how to do it. We also have these beliefs about money that roll into our mindset based on what we saw and observed when we were children, when we're young adults, maybe when you were, you know, first working and you worked for a small business and the owner was mean and greedy and never paid you enough or, you know, whatever. We make up all these stories. We have all of these things, these scripts that are rolling around in our mind about money. And because it can get so personal, we often don't want to talk about it, right? We just like, well, I don't want to tell anybody I'm in financial trouble, or I don't want to tell anybody how much money I make or, you know, what my profit mark, like we just, it's, it gets awkward and it, it shouldn't be with the right people. When you have people in your team on your team that can help you, then those people can guide you and help you make the better decisions with money so that your business can really grow. So I always start with when I'm working with practitioners, I always say, okay, what did you see when you were growing up? What was modeled for you about money? Because I can guarantee you that that is going to will follow you through into adulthood. So let's say that you had a parent that was, um, very, um, stingy miserly, like made every penny squeak and you had to wear your shoes until your toes poked out the end before you got a new one, more than likely, not in every case, but more than likely you're going to grow up with that kind of a mindset where you just feel like you have to make every penny count, or you may have grown up with very little. And so having an, an abundance or making more money feels awkward, or maybe you feel guilty about it because your parents don't make as much as you do, or you didn't have enough when you were a child and you don't deserve to have that much. Now, do you see, you know what I'm talking about? Like these stories just get in our heads and they get in the way of us being successful. There's a great book out that's called, um, the big, Oh shoot. I just lost it, uh, by, uh, gay, gay Hendricks or guy Hendricks. And it's called the big leap. And it's got a fishbowl on the, on the front cover a goldfish jumping in a bowl. 
And it's such a great book because he talks about, and I'll link it in the show notes uh, so that you can make sure you get the right one. But he talks about these limiting beliefs and how in our life we have like beliefs that ceilings, he calls them, that we hit our head on the ceiling and we can't get any further. And that often happens with money. So we think, well, the money comes in, we're just going to pay the bills and we hope that we have enough left over. But I'm telling you, you've got stuff going on from when you were young. So I'll give you my backstory. If you haven't heard my story, you can hear it again. Here you go. So when I grew up, um, I grew up, my, my dad was, I, I, we never were without really, we never were without, um, we didn't live like in a mansion or anything, but we always had a nice house and my dad was in the car business. So we always had, you know, good cars And, uh, we, we always, when we needed something, we would just go to my dad and we'd say, Hey dad, you know, can I have 20 bucks to go out with some friends? Sure. Here's 20 pull out his wallet. And he would have like this wad of bills in his wallet and he'd pull off a 20 and give it to me. Well, my eyeballs are like, I'm Hey, 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 I want a little more of that. He's like, no, no, you know, I can't spend it. I'm always thinking, well, you got money in your pocket. What do you mean? You can't spend it. Well, I didn't realize that like right before he closed that night, maybe somebody came in and bought a car and paid cash for it. And so he just had that cash in his wallet and he was going to take it to the bank the next day. Well, I don't know any of that as a kid. I just know he's got a pocket full of money and I'm thinking, dang. And he always seems like he always had money in his pocket. If it wasn't a big wad of bills, he always had, you know, four or five hundred dollar bills and some fifties and twenties. He always had money in his pocket. So I remember thinking growing up thinking, oh, well, you know, there's always money. There's always money laying around everywhere. So that's just what I thought. So I grow up and I get married and I just start spending money because I think, well, I don't, it's, well, it's going to be there. I never thought it all the way through that. Like, duh, you have to know where it's coming from. I just would spend it, got myself all upside down with credit card debt. We've probably all been there. And I mean, that tens of thousands of dollars in credit card debt. And, and because I just kept thinking, well, yeah, of course we'll be able to pay for it. Cause you know, there's just always money, but I was on a fixed income. My husband was on a fixed income. Like there was no extra, like pool of pocket hundred dollar bills that were like showing up. I just didn't, I didn't know what I didn't know. I didn't realize that I had this huge blind spot about money. So of course, when I went back to school, I started working with businesses. I started doing some accounting work with them. I started to see all of these financial issues that were coming up for them. They never had enough money. And it was always curious to me because I could look at their receipts for the month and they may have brought in $50,000 but they had $48,000 in expenses and none of that was payroll. And I remember thinking you're working that hard and you're only making 2000 or $4,000 a month. Like what? I don't understand. And I remember thinking about it. And that was when I started to have the conversation, the awareness about myself about, wow, there really is, I've got a story running going here. Why do, why am I over here in debt or struggling with overspending And these guys are struggling with the same thing. What's the thing? And I really started to ponder this and I am a bit of a thinker and I realized that it was what I had seen my dad do. But what I didn't see was the debt that he was in because once he kind of established the lifestyle for us, for my family, I was the oldest of five. Once he established that lifestyle for us, then I didn't see the debt. All I saw was the pocket full of money. 
And so I learned the hard, hard, hard way because I, when I first opened my clinical practice, I did the same thing. I wasn't managing money, right? I was having way more go out the door than was coming in the door. I'm working really hard. I'm not bringing home consistent income. So it caused stress in my marriage. It caused there was just lots of stress. And sometimes I would need to pay my employees and I couldn't pay myself because I had to pay them. And then I couldn't pay a bill. And then I got behind, but I was making so much money. And I thought, what is the problem? And I realized that I was the problem. It was my mental state that was blocking me. So I want to share with you the five things that I see commonly. I've been thinking, talking about fives here lately. I don't know. It's just a thing, five things. So the, I want to talk to you about the five things that I see that as I work with practitioners and I see these in myself, and I'm going to show you what those stumbling points are, and then I'm going to show you how to get out of them. But before we talk about that, I want to give you an analogy. Money is like, I want you to think about money like water, okay? Like think about water. If we put poor water on the ground, it's never going to stay in one place. Where does water go? What does water do? It always wants to go somewhere. It wants to go find a spot. It's looking for the low place, right? It's looking for a spot to collect. So you know how you go down the freeway on a rainy day and on the, on the highway, let's say, and you've got where the cars have, you know, worn the pavement out. And so you've got the water kind of collects in the little tire wells, you know, or in your garden, you've got a low spot or on a sidewalk, you have a low spot, the water collects there but there's a low spot for it to clinic. There's like a bucket. There's an indentation. There's somewhere for it to go. If there's no place for the money to go, the water, the money, the water is just going to keep going. It's going to run out to the street and then down the gutter and down into the storm drain or across to the neighbor's yard or all the things, unless you have a plan for the money, the plan for the water is creating an irrigation system where you have money that comes in and you know that it goes down this, this irrigation, you know, pathway, it goes down this pipe, it goes over here to this pipe, it goes, it's a very planned, you know exactly where the money goes. If not, if you don't have a plan for it, then the money's just going to go everywhere. And that's what happens. We get to the end of the month and we're like, oh, well, shoot, I just brought in 60, $70,000 this month. What the heck? I don't have any money. I only have taken out $500 for myself. Where did it all go? It's because you weren't watching where your water went. So I want to help you. I'm going to teach you where you can watch for how you can start watching your water. Are you ready? So money's like water. I want you to think about that. The first thing, the most important thing is you friend, if you own your own practice, not if you're working in a practice, you should get paid, right? The owner of that practice is paying you. But if you own your own practice, as most of the listeners of this podcast do, you are in business for yourself. You are the CEO of your business. Your name is on the tax return, friend. That's it. You are the CEO. Therefore, you are responsible for the finances. The CEO of a big corporation doesn't get to say, well, you know, I don't know where the money went to the shareholders. No, you are the CEO and you are the shareholder. And if you're married, your wife is probably part of the shareholder or a husband is part of as the other shareholder, right? Your family is the shareholder. You don't, you have them to think about. This is not about you just willy nilly, you know, letting your water go away everywhere. So we want to have a plan, but you are the CEO, you friend, me, 
I, you and I, we are responsible for the financial outcome at the end of every month. We have to know where all those irrigation channels are and where exactly where we want the money to go. Because the money comes into the bucket called the checking account. But what happens is we just poke a bunch of holes in the bucket. We've got subscriptions. We have Netflix. We have all the things and all meals and eating out and all. We have so much money going out. And that's where we get into trouble. So your responsibility as a CEO is to ask these questions. Number one, you're going to ask, is this financial decision? In other words, you're about to make a decision to, to... either take a salary, which we'll talk about in a minute, or to pay someone or to hire someone or to buy something, whatever it is, is this the right financial decision for this business? Will the financial decision that I'm about to make allow this business to thrive and grow? In other words, are you spending money that's going to help it grow? Are you putting fertilizer on the grass? Are we creating a ditch that's going to help us grow more? Or are you just throwing it over into the neighbor's yard or down the storm drain? You want to think about that. Does it provide lift? Does it give a boost to the bottom line? Will it increase profitability? And then are you taking care of the people that work for you? And guess what? You are the CEO, but you're also the employee of the CEO. I know it's kind of weird, but you as the business owner, you're the boss, but you also work for yourself as a practitioner. And therefore, you deserve to get paid. That leads me to number two. Number two is, as an employee of the company hired by the CEO, you just happen to be the same person, you get paid first. Employees always get paid first. Am I right? Yeah. The employees always get paid first. That means you, friend, need to make sure that you have a regular paycheck every single week. I want you to pay yourself every single week. And I can hear you all going and your car is screeching. You put put the brakes on. I can't listen to her. No, 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 no. Time out. Listen to me. Stay with me here. You have to get paid first. You're the one that's making it rain. You're the one that's generating the revenue. Therefore you need to take that first part of that revenue off. Here's what I know about water. When you get into where you, your mind is thinking because of those limiting beliefs that you're not going to have enough and not going to have enough, not going to have enough. I can promise you, I can promise you. If you say, I want to pay myself a thousand dollars a week. If that feels too much for you and you're just starting out, make it 500 a week, but pay yourself something every single week. I want you to do that. You set it up as an automatic payment, whether it's payroll, which I recommend is easier W2 wages, then you don't get a tax bill at the end of the year, but you want to set that up. You pay yourself every single week. Don't miss a week because as the CEO, you, you as a CEO, you're responsible to pay your employees and you are one of the employees. So pay yourself when you start paying yourself, it happens. I've seen it happen hundreds of times. The money is always there. It's always there. Now, if you bring in, let's say you're bringing in $20,000 a month in gross revenue, and you think you're going to take home 10,000 a month. Uh, no, probably not unless you're virtual and you have zero expenses, but uh, you know, unless you're paying for supp- you have your supplement costs, but that's not likely to be the case. So it has to be reasonable, but I'm, I've seen it happen every time. I don't, it's like magic. It's the water magic. 
as soon as you pay yourself, all of a sudden there's more water, there's more money. It happens every time. So number one, you are responsible as the CEO for the financial you know, condition of your business. Number two, you're responsible to your employees to pay them. And that includes you. Even if you have a staff, you, you get paid first. You pay yourself, you pay your staff, and then you figure out where the rest of the money is going to go, what channels you're going to put it down. Number three, you're not a biz, you're not a financial guru, probably. You're a clinician like me. We're just people who want to help people, right? So hire someone that can help you. Find an accountant that can help you create a plan and then stick to it. I have had Eric Miller on this podcast. Uh, he's also done some other work for us inside Clinical Academy. He's got a training in there. So find someone, work with Eric Miller. He's amazing, but find someone that can help you create a financial plan. If you need to, if you have a great accountant or you need an accountant, which you should have one, ask around, ask around who, who ask your friends for a referral, your business friends who could refer. They'll help you decide whether you need to run your wages as payroll or whether you should take it as a draw, how to divert, how to create your little funnels for your expenses because sometimes the CEO, it's not that you can't do it, but friend, it might be that you just don't know how, and it's okay. You didn't know how to be a chiropractor before you went to school. You didn't know how to be an acupuncturist before you went to school. You didn't know how to be a pharmacist before you went to school. You don't need, you don't know how to be the in charge of your finances as the CEO until you go to school and learn about it. So this is all we're doing is we're just paying to go to school. We're going to pay to learn how to do this. So the accountant, and those that are a bookkeeper to help you balance your bank statements or keep everything in line worth their weight in gold for the money that they'll save and the peace of mind that they'll give you that, you know, you have a plan and your water's not just leaking everywhere. Number four, start a business savings account. I cannot emphasize this enough because remember water goes when you create a pool for it to collect a place for it to collect your Paycheck every single week is like the bucket that that water's going to collect in. The money's got to go there because you say it's going to go there. So we're going to create a savings account. That savings account is going to allow the money to go there too. And listen, even if it's just, just start with $25 a week. I've talked about this before, but just start with whatever the smallest amount is, but be consistent. Pay yourself, put money in savings, pay yourself, put money in savings. I promise you the income will come promise. Just trust me on this one. Trust me. So build up that business savings account. Lastly, always eyeball your bank statements. I can't tell you how many practitioners just skip over this and they're like, yeah, it's fine. I never look. No way. You as the CEO, you're responsible to know how much money is coming in and where it's going out. And you want to look for weird charges, subscriptions that you don't use anymore. You know, things that you're paying for, like maybe you've paid for a Hulu subscription and you haven't used Hulu in a year. Well, you think, oh, it's only, you know, $7.99 a month. Okay. Well, times 12 months times four years, you that's, there you go. So look at them very critically. Here's what I say about expenses. The expenses that you see on your bank statement should either drive the profitability of the business either they're good business expenses like utilities or, you know, your internet or your subscription for your software or your marketing or your social media person or whatever, or they should help you professionally. 
but that's driving your bottom line because if it's helping you become a better clinician, if it's helping you be a better business owner, if it's helping you keep the lights on, those are all good expenses, but frivolous expenses like buying clothing and running it through the business or, you know, your fetish for purses, uh, just saying for a friend. Uh, yeah. So you want to look at your bank statement very critically and make sure that there are no expenses going out that are not driving the profitability or the bottom line of the business because business fine, your, your finances are going to get tight. They always do at some point they will, it just happens. It's going to get tight, but don't ever not pay yourself. You might have to reduce what you take home for a little while and that's okay, but don't ever stop paying yourself every single week. Because what you don't see, what you're not looking at, like in your bank statement, when you're not looking at your finances and you don't know where that money water is going, it's, it's going to go somewhere else. And then you're going to need that money. You're going to need some income because something breaks or you have to move into a new location and it requires cash to do that. And then you're going to be in trouble. So set the money aside, create the buckets where your money can pool right? Does that make sense? Or those dollars can accumulate and they can work for you. We don't want that money to just go into the neighbor's yard or down the sewer storm drain. Don't want that. You have to be as a CEO, you've got to watch that money. So set up that weekly payroll, open up a business savings account, find a good accountant and a good bookkeeper, and then look at every single charge on your bank statement and make sure that it's either bringing you profit, it's helping you be profitable, it's helping your business grow, or it's improving your clinical skills. That's what you have to look at. And if you can keep those things in mind, working with a professional, it won't be long until you're going to be like marching your way around a profit and loss statement pretty dang well, I'm going to say, because you're going to look at your income look at your expenses. This is why we have to keep our, our bank statements. Like I use QuickBooks. And so I look at QuickBooks at the end of the month, I make sure everything is posted. And then once my accountant says, yep, everything's in there, I get reports. She's actually my bookkeeper, but I get reports. And then I can look and go, Oh, what the heck happened there? Well, I had a train wreck over here in the marketing side. And I can go dig into that and go, Oh, okay. That was an annual subscription that came through. I do still need that. That's why that I, I put more money down that channel, that little irrigation ditch this month. That's okay. I got that. That's an annual thing, but you have to know, you got to keep an eye on it because otherwise your business is going to start to get, it starts to spread everywhere. And then you don't have anything left over and you don't have any savings. And it just is not a fun experience when you run a business and you can't get rewarded and paid and compensated for the hard work that you do. So there you go, friend. That's how I would recommend that you start to kind of tune up your finances. If you need help, you can always reach out, schedule a free um, assessment with me or a free consultation with me. I'm happy. 15 minute free um, quick check-in and I'm more than happy to help you give you some recommendations, maybe some referrals if you need it, but, um, you got this, you got this. It's just part of being a clinician. You got to be that CEO and that good business owner. So, all right, friend, take care. I'll talk to you next week. Well, I hope that this inspired and motivated you to make some awesome financial decisions about moving your business forward. And on that note, on that financial note, I have to tell you last night, I taught a webinar that was about how to generate a thousand dollars or more every month in your business. And oh my gosh, the response has been 
overwhelming. It was so good. Everybody loved it. Oh my gosh. It was so good. It was the first webinar I've done on a topic like this. And we had so many comments and feedback and likes and loves and excitement because what we did yesterday was the day that we opened up enrollment to business coaching collaborative. And that is where you can take your practice to a whole new level increase your game. We're going to be talking about not only finances, we're going to dig deeper into that finances and how to structure looking at your finances and profit and loss and how to look at them. But we're going to talk about being a CEO and hiring and how to set your fees and what to do with discounts and how to market and your website, all the things that you need to know as a very successful wellness practitioner. So it's called Business Coaching Collaborative. We opened the enrollment yesterday. It's going to only be open for a couple of weeks. All you have to do is go to rondanelson.com forward slash BCC, rondanelson.com forward slash BCC and apply to join. I do limit the number of practitioners that can come in. There are some criteria. You have to jump through a few hoops to get in, but it is well worth it. And for you, if you are listening and you are 100% serious, you're like, okay, I'm done sitting here with this lame duck practice that I know has potential. I know it can grow. I know it can, but I don't know how to get it there. I'm your girl. I got you friend. So go to rondanelson.com forward slash BCC, get on the list, apply to join, and my team will be back in touch with you ASAP. All right. See you next week.